0: Just hit record. Just None of it's funny. It's funny, Dan. Dan, uh, here are the things I just heard you doing. You didn't know I was on. You couldn't hear me, but you were just going, <sighs> 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 and just typing. And then when you tried to figure out why you weren't recording correctly, I just heard you go off here and go, oh, this is just an un- Un uh, uninsulated wire. I'm gonna touch right now for a second. Oh, boy, what's this? This is like <laughs> a Möbius strip of fat over here. Oh, so anyway, uh, what I've what I'm listening to is a desperate desperate man.
1: I'm very tired. Welcome. To, oh wait, we still need to do the ads. we have to the, Need to
0: do the ads. All right, real This fast, episode real of Says no. Who is brought right, no, to I'll you, do, by oh, you. I'll do. No, no, I'll do that one. Then you do mine, and okay. I'll do yours. Here we go. Okay, Ready? Great. This yes. episode is brought to you by you, patreon.com slash who Help us. Okay, you do me.
1: Hi, I'm Maureen Johnson. I made a movie called Let It Snow. I wrote it, and I wrote the music, and I starred in it, and you can see it on Netflix. It's a good holiday movie, Let It Snow, starring me, Maureen Johnson.
0: I'm Dan Sinker. I'm so happy I made impeachment. FYI. I gotta watch all the hearings and read the 20,000 articles every day and make it all make sense. And then send it out to thousands and thousands of people. Impeachment.fyi. Please help me. It's
1: us. Hey, welcome hey, to says, says Who? I guess the music should start have started. We didn't do I'll the do intro. The We're good. We'll We're music. ready. We'll do the music. We're good. We're, We're on it. Blah, blah,
0: blah. How's the music go?
1: Da, 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 Welcome to Says Who, the podcast that isn't a podcast. Uh, I'm Maureen Johnson. And I am Dan Sinker and Says Whovians. It is 10 10 o'clock Maureen time, 9 o'clock p.m. Chicago time. We normally record 12 hours ago, but I had the dumb proposal...
0: You. Where I
1: sent you, what, an email yesterday saying, hey, there's all this hearings happening tomorrow. We should probably record after, mm-hmm. thinking that after meant a reasonable time, like seven o'clock or something. It's 10. It's 10 o'clock. You're home alone. <laughs> right. You were like, yeah. I'm alone. Whatever. I can do it anytime. <laughs> yeah, I did say oh, that. God. Oh my god!
0: But there's more than that, Susuvia. If it was just late, and it's not even that late, it'd be fine. But we have both just while working. Yeah, absorbed twelve hours of impeachment hearings today. Jesus Christ! It just ended. Then Dan had to write the entire summary and send them out. He it is still hot, like. The little as as John Mulvady says the words are still sizzling on the screen like a can of pepsi like just all around so um he's still um he's still hot off of that he's broken his spirit I, is broken his mind is yeah, broken
1: basically
0: and we're coming right hot off of watching i mean oh, like as hot who as first hot ones? as
1: possible
0: There was the lady, and there was a man in a uniform.
1: (laughs) There you go. Perfect. Uh, Jennifer Williams, uh, Vice President Pence is uh, one of his national security advisors, and uh, Lieutenant Lieutenant Colonel Colonel. Alexander Vindman. Don't call him Mr. Vindman if you're Devin Nunes, because he will (laughs) fuck you up. That was, it feels like a hundred years ago, but that was a real highlight when uh, Devin Nunes was like, Mr. Vinman and cuts in and goes, Lieutenant, it's Lieutenant Colonel Vinman."
0: Can we talk about Devin? No, actually, let's not talk. I, Devin Nunes, man.
1: I, I have something I want to contribute to the Devin Nunes discussion, Maureen Johnson, which is... Mostly how wonderful my 14-year-old son is. Because I shared in our group chat a photograph of Devin Nunes when he was in high school. And says, Whovians, let me describe this picture to you. So first of all, you have Devin Nunes' unmistakably dumb face right there in the center of a head. But it is surrounded by the most spiked, gelled mullet you can imagine. And it is sitting on top of a white turtleneck. Mm-hmm. That Sounds like then Sonic has the some, Hedgehog. Yeah, that then has some sort of uh, like cardigan. But nice. it is, it is a true... It is a remarkable photo. I shared it into our family group chat because that's what families do in 2019. And uh, my 14-year-old writes, this is possibly the greatest photo on the internet. And then Janice responds, it's too bad he is so terrible because that picture is golden. And the 14-year-old says, him being terrible makes it better. Like, how, in the, life of, how the life of him has been sucked out of that kid is half the reason it is good. Uh, He's right. That's the thing.
0: He's right. That's
1: the thing, Maureen. We're all just husks of who we were as children. Just empty, smoldering.
0: Not me, Dan.
1: Husks.
0: I was a seed and I've blossomed. (laughs) You you heard me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a vine. This is going to be the worst episode we've ever (laughs) made. I'm a vine, and all I'm doing is climbing. Oh, my God. (laughs) Help me. You cut me back. I grow stronger. (laughs) I don't even understand what that means. You were saying you were proposing a reductive process where I'm proposing a process of growth. Okay. Of pho- photosynthesis and climbing.
1: Right. I like it.
0: I'll take over your house.
1: <laughs> oh my word! Oh my word, Maureen Johnson.
0: Yeah, Dev- Devin Nunes. I'm just saying to him that he really does feel like the very best tenth grade can offer. He's been <laughs> in tenth grade forensics. And he's learned a few things or two that he, he's like someone in some l- small firm that's hired a really third tier branding agency and they've given them some slogans and they've paid for them. So gosh darn it, they're going to use them. And it doesn't matter that one of their little phrases they took was directly from the opposite. You know, it, they literally just recycle shit they heard. Oh, well oh then my this, God, this drug deal, this drug deal. That's from what? That, that, who said the drug deal thing?
1: It was John Bolton was said John Bolton? to, I believe it's to Fiona Hill. When she went to him to complain that, uh, that, you know, there's all this shady shit going down regarding Ukraine and Rudy Giuliani and stuff like that. um, John Bolton says I don't want to have a, any part in the drug deal that Mc, Mick Mulvaney and Gordon Sundland have going on. So, and yeah so somehow Devin then today Nudet
0: decided to take that and really run with it along with things <laughs> like whoa. Oh, oh welcome to welcome to the show. Oh welcome to prime time. Oh it's been so boring in here. Oh and he accused Adam Schiff of having magic minutes. He's like, "Oh, where yeah. did these magic minutes come from?" And Adam Schiff was like, statute one point three point seven five And and uh, there was, "Oh, that you're in a secret chamber." It is he playing D D? It sounds a little bit like it, maybe.
1: He's definitely not. He is a he has a long lineage, I'm sure, of giving wedgies to people that play D and D.
0: Devin Nunez is. I don't even hate him anymore.
1: Oh, no. Oh no! You have Stockholm Syndrome.
0: No, it's like hating a rock. You know, you just can't can't work up any feelings about it. You're like, yeah, you're a rock. It's like hating
1: a rock that you stub your toe on every day.
0: Yeah, you're a big rock. You're a dumb rock. You don't know. (laughs) What's a rock going to do? He just says stuff. They just throw. They didn't know. He's just a little whippersnapper. He didn't know he was going to have to go out there and say words in front of people when he signed up for this job, Dan. He didn't know. He's willing to do it. He's willing to do the job.
1: It is. 12 hours, Dan. 12 hours. And you know what? Like, I sat there, cursor blinking, staring and trying to think about how even to sum it up i'm not sure that we learned a single thing in 12 hours that we did not know when we walked in the door um
0: you're right it was basically a wash um something i mean we got the witnesses that i thought the rnc were like well they're gonna crush it and they came out and they're basically like what did they like? Did they kid? Did he commit crimes? They're like, that's not our job. Once, once again, that is not our job to say. And, uh, you know, there was a laugh out loud moment when the um, the guy that looked like a cop,
1: uh, Tim, Tim, uh, <clears throat> whatever, Tim Morrison, Tim, yeah, we we'll
0: just Tim, we're just Timison. gonna call him Tim. He uh, they said. Somebody asked him, did you think anything was wrong with the call? And he went, and he kind of made this little rope face and looked up for a minute and went, mm, nope. Like, <laughs> and I laughed out loud. It was so derpy. <laughs> I don't know. It just struck me as very funny.
1: Um, his His whole thing is pretty hilarious. Yes, it's real weird. Because his whole thing is basically... Yeah, nothing bad happened on the call. But the minute it was done, I went to lawyers at the National Security Council and told them that they should fucking bury that shit in a deep asshole. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally went and told them that it should be classified. But not just because he didn't want it to leak was his explanation. There was a lot of that kind of thing happening in the afternoon, which, again, like Maureen said, the, the two people that that spoke this afternoon, who's Tim Morrison, who was very briefly uh, like the head of, I think, Europe and Russia, at the National Security Council. He only had that job for four months. So that guy got a good time. Um, and then uh, the U.S. special envoy to Ukraine, Kurt Volker. Both of them had a lot of that kind of like, well, it wasn't uh, nothing really bad happened, except that I totally didn't like any of it. You kind of testimony. Um, Volker, of which was just wild. His testimony was essentially, yeah, you know what? I found out like back in March that Rudy Giuliani was doing some weird ass shit. So uh, that wasn't great. But it didn't really stop me from connecting him with all of these people in the Ukraine that he wanted to be connected to. Because, you know, what I really hoped was that he'd meet them and then he'd realize that all the Ukrainian people were great people. And then like a question would be like, and how did that work out? And he'd be like, yeah, it didn't work out so great. You know, (laughs) certainly in in retrospect now, I can see how I might have done that. I mean, real. who would have known? But now that I look at it, yeah, I can see that would be an issue. What did you think was going to happen, Mr. Volker? Uh, Well, you know, sir, uh, I really did think that it would be uh, if I connected Rudy Giuliani and and relayed to uh, President Zelensky that, in fact, we wanted investigations done I didn't think that I meant specific investigations. I didn't know that they were talking about Joe Biden. I just figured just invest why not investigate things. That seemed cool, but now it doesn't. Now that I now that I hear <laughs> the words I'm saying coming out of my it just doesn't seem that cool, guys. Also, it did seem like both of them
0: indicated that a lot of their job is pacifying some dumb fucks in the attempt to just get anything done? <laughs> yes,
1: that is that has been sort of an ongoing story of these of these hearings, which is essentially just people that want to get a job done, and then the fucking idiots in front of them not letting them.
0: Yeah, you know, we had to deal with Giuliani who was come over and say every single person was like Rudy Giuliani says crazy shit he comes in he's got weird opinions this weirdo shows up we don't know why he's got he's just babbling like a lunatic he's just saying crazy things and we have to just sit there and put him in front of someone who makes him feel good in order to release cuz that guy's like we have until the 15th to get this 400 million dollars released to keep the Ukrainian arming going so somebody give rudy some coloring books because we just (sighs) need him to feel good and they also seem to always have to do work arounds with um or as they refer to him as george or the george problem which makes me think that it's a
1: gordon um, problem
0: whatever i don't even care look it's gonna It's going to be magical tomorrow if if what we're hearing is anything to go by, because this guy sounds real goddamn dumb. And I, for (laughs) one, I think I might be able to muster up some excitement by tomorrow.
1: I hope I. Yeah, I I mean, so Gordon Sondland is a multimillion dollar donor to Donald Trump. He is a hotel magnate. And he became, this year, the U.S. ambassador to the E.U. And Mm -hmm. he has been wrapped up in this shit in every fucking possible way. And has been thrown under every bus possible for the last week by every person testifying publicly. So he has... He has a heck of a hearing tomorrow.
0: He has, as they say, some explaining to do. A
1: <laughs> little bit.
0: Yeah, everybody, everybody, universally, they all say things like, Rudy is weird, and has weird opinions. Everybody seems to acknowledge that the president gets all of his dumb opinions from dummies, mostly from Rudy, but, but who's specifically dumb.
1: Specifically from Rudy, yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, why is the president? Oh, he listens to Rudy, and Rudy's an idiot. And then um, Gordon, as you insist that he's called, <laughs> <laughs> really is sounds like a bro. Sounds like a bro. Has come in. It's like, I'm am the ambassador of the EU, whatever that is. And. Uh, Oh, you want to talk to Trump? I can do that on this unsecured phone right here, right now. And he'll yell stuff to this whole restaurant in Ukraine. It's going to oh be great.
1: God. It is. That's happening in, like, um, less than 12 hours <laughs> from right now when we are recording. It will already be an hour and 25 minutes in. That genuinely hurt you. <laughs> it did. That really, hurt really did. That really hurt right in my mm. chest, yeah, <laughs> like did. just taking a boot right to the sternum.
0: I felt that one go in.
1: Oh God, that's really soon. The cool thing is, is I only have to edit this entire podcast once we're done with it.
0: We're not editing this movie <sighs> Like this, this one's got to go out raw. Dan must be allowed. The most
1: remarkable live. thing is, it will have been edited. And yet, it still sounds like this. <laughs> I, I can't. The other, the other, the other thing that I think is probably worth uh, a mental image is uh, I do all my work standing up, so I've basically been standing for thirteen hours now.
0: And are you are you okay?
1: I don't know. I don't know. Uh, okay. I haven't eaten anything since lunch. Anyhow. Damn. Hasn't been time. Um, also, they really Maureen.
0: just relentlessly went on the whole goddamn
1: day. I think this was a terrible decision on the Democrats' part, to be honest with you. Um... I don't, uh, I think, I think that they are trying to cram everyone into this week because next week is Thanksgiving week. They are taking the week off and I think they want to be done with the public impeachment hearings. And so as a result, they are leading us through essentially three days of nonstop testimony. And I think it's a terrible decision. Mm. It just doesn't make sense. Like I can barely remember what happened this morning. Because it immediately got obliterated by another fucking six hours of this shit right afterwards. You know, like we are not going to remember any part of like what uh, Jennifer Williams said by midday tomorrow. You know, like there's no time for any of this to gestate. There's no time for people to think about it. There's no time for it to be weighed out. And it, fe- and I think that it is actively going to alienate people or people are going to tune out, you know. Um, I think that they are sprinting, trying to sprint through this and they should not be. Do- it does not make a lick of sense to me why th- why they're doing what they're doing it could also be that I take it very personally at this point.
0: <laughs> I don't think you're the only one that felt that way, but I think you felt that very deeply. The things that you felt.
1: I do. I How's do.
0: impeachment.fyi?
1: It's real good. It but, is. Uh, uh it's good, but it's going to kill me. It's going to kill yeah. me, Maureen.
0: I know. I know.
1: Actively taking time off my life.
0: I mean, maybe, yeah.
1: Probably. I mean, I love it, but it's killing me.
0: That's why, Dan, I was the seed
1: that grew <laughs> into a vine. Do you mean one of those looping videos? They're called TikToks now, Maureen. No.
0: I mean, like a green plant. Oh. That climbs up the side of your goddamn house. Little seed uh, back then, Dan.
1: Blossom. Now you're a vine. Blossom. You're blossoming. You're flowering vine.
0: Dan, I'm going to talk about more people saying words this week. Because this week, there was a magical, magical interview with Prince Andrew.
1: Oh, Uh, good. I am excited to talk about anything that is an impeachment.
0: I feel like this is definitely worth talking about a little bit because I watched that son of a bitch twice. It is a 45 minute interview with BBC. It is incredibly, the interviewer is very good. Keeps him just under the pin and just holds him in place and asks him questions. Now, The deal with Prince Andrew is that he was a friend of Jeffrey Epstein. He Mm. stayed in Jeffrey Jeffrey Epstein's houses, not just house, but New York, Palm Springs, the island, etc. And he has been accused uh, by at least one woman of... She said she was forced to have sex with him when she was underage. She not only goes into great detail about this where they met where they danced it's a club called Tramps the that he got him she got him uh, he got her some drinks you know he sweat all over her they went back they had sex oh, at God. this particular house she not only tells this whole story but she has a photograph of the two of them together in the house so oh. prince andrew decided his now this is sin. a
1: this is a royal, this is a British is a royal. royal.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How far from I don't know anything about the royals. How well, far from the throne is he?
0: He is a child of Queen Elizabeth. He is a younger okay. brother of Charles. But Got it. he, okay, is, he has been go. displaced many times because the line of succession runs through Charles, right, down to William, through William's children, and then if you know. If we went on from there, it would be Prince Harry and Prince Harry's children. But but so, he's
1: but he is he is up there. He's not just some fucking Duke somewhere or whatever.
0: No, he's Prince he's um he's Queen Elizabeth's son. And uh as a known idiot, he was married to to Fergie. Sarah Ferguson. Oh,
1: okay. From That's the him. Black Eyed Piece.
0: Correct. So he has been palling around with Jeffrey Epstein for years. So he decided in his princely wisdom to give this interview. And everybody was like, do not do this thing. And he's very <laughs> arrogant. And he's ex- he is so supremely arrogant in this that the whole, I really advise watching it. It is jaw-dropping from Jump. And it never stops it. it, Everything he says is just builds on it. And you think that it can't get weirder than it is. And then it does. You know, for example, he said, you know, they say, you know, everybody that had contact with Jeffrey Epstein said you could not help but know what was going on because there were just so many people going in and out of these houses specifically underage girls. And at one point, even he described it as being like a train station. And the interviewer says, well, who do you think they were? And he said, well, I don't want to sound grand, but I'm used to having a lot of staff around. So I don't know, just people going around and doing things. I thought they were staff. So that's one of his more charming statements in this. But then, I wouldn't bring this up if there weren't just amazing things in this, in this interview. So he was asked right. about these allegations that this woman made under oath about the night they spent together with the dancing and the sweating and the sex. And he claimed that th- this could not have happened. <coughs> Sorry. That this could not have happened because quote, first of all, he said, well, I don't know where the bar is in tramps and I don't drink. <laughs> So okay. therefore, I could not have gotten her drinks.
1: He knows where the club is. He just doesn't know where the bar is within the club.
0: Right. Because he does all these errands for himself. And, you know, sure. there are no waiters. But then he says, but the real he said, oh, so you, that's his main argument. And he said, and also I was somewhere else that night. And she says, where? He says, I was at home with the children. And she said, how do you know? And he said, because it was a very interesting night because we went to the Pizza Express in Woking. <laughs> <coughs> so he's able to tell you that on what? March 13th, this, that particular year, he was at Pizza Express in Woking. And she said, well, how do you know? And he uh, said, because for me, going to Pizza Express is a very very unusual thing to do, and I've only been to Woking a few times, and I remember distinctly I remember thinking, "Oh, yes, I remember going to Pizza Express that night, so he doesn't know where the bar is. He doesn't drink, therefore she could he couldn't have gotten her drinks also, he was at Pizza Express at Woking, also, not for nothing. He says he was there for a children's party between four and five in the evening now, Woking. Hmm is basically where Oscar used to live. He lived in Guildford, which is the next town over. These are suburban okay. commuter towns outside of London. The drive from Woking to London is, with traffic, about an hour. So you could still go to Pizza Express in Woking at 4 to 5 and be in London by dressed and ready to go at 8 o'clock. So that means nothing. But it gets better because... He she goes on to say, well, she had all this detail and knew about the sweat, and he said, "Aha, that's how we know it's false because I had a condition, a rare medical condition, at the time where what? I was I was unable to sweat." You what? That's right. At the time, I was unable to sweat because. I had what I like to call an overdose of adrenaline when someone shot at me in the Falklands War and I wasn't unable to sweat but then I had okay. taken some steps in the interim and now I can sweat again. But I did not sweat in the 90s at the early aughts. It's a real thing that happened. It's a real thing that happened. Oh, oh my...
1: Goodness,
0: And more of his logic was, for example, Epstein first, I think, gets accused or goes to jail in 2008. So the prince cuts off contact with him. Okay. He says, well, I cut off contact. And they said, yes, but you went to his house in 2010. He says, yes, because I had to go there in person and tell him I was cutting off contact with him. Because oh, I wasn't going to be a chicken like about to it.
1: Because
0: I wasn't going to do the chicken way. He actually says chicken way of over the phone. I had to go <laughs> there in person and explain to him why we weren't going to have any more contact. Again, I want to point out, this is a full two years of silence. So he'd already successfully cut off contact for two years when he decided that the only gentlemanly thing to do was to fly over and explain why there would be no contact. But he did more than that. He went and he stayed in Epstein's house for four days, oh, including having a dinner party before taking a walk with him around Central Park to tell him that they couldn't be friends anymore. Huh. All of this is to say. Oh, and then they said, well, do you think you should have stayed in his house for four days? And he just said it was a convenient place to stay.
1: It's hard to find places to stay in New York City, Maureen. We don't have many. So that
0: is especially if you're a prince of wealth and privilege, just a very large fail son who clearly thought, I mean, the whole you had to see the faces and the gestures. This guy has never been given an honest critique in his life. (laughs) That's no one has ever told him the truth.
1: Well, Maureen. Someone else actually got some justice this week. Oh, oh. our longtime time. look lookalike <laughs> Roger Stone was convicted on all seven counts, Maureen for yep. lying to Congress and, uh, Uh, for all of his connections in the 2016 election uh, with WikiLeaks. He was convicted for lying to the Mueller uh, investigators and for lying to Congress because he was also testified to Congress. Uh, It turns out that he had all sorts of contacts with WikiLeaks. He had all sorts of communicating of those contacts to the Trump campaign, uh and he is now facing up to 50 years in prison
0: <sighs> Trump had a rough day that day Roger Stone was three things that happened in the same hour and it was Roger Stone was one there was an impeachment hearing going on and something yeah. else happened Yeah it was the, the um was.
1: it was uh Marie uh, Yovanovitch's impeachment hearing. Um, I can actually look this up on my own website, Maureen, by going to the archive impeachment.fyi. So Yovanovitch, then, uh, oh yeah, report came out that Rudy Giuliani is now the focus of a federal investigation because of his work in the Ukraine. And then you had Roger Stone, Convicted on seven counts.
0: Dan, we have to talk about what happened on Saturday because I am a little obsessed. The medical mystery.
1: Maureen Johnson, the medical mystery. It's the best, right? It's pretty amazing.
0: So in case you don't know, we'll give you the contour. Hit it, Dan.
1: Uh, Donald Trump. Had a weekend, uh, not going to a golf course, just a weekend in D.C. this weekend. And uh, midday, around two in the afternoon, the pool reports that he is in a motorcade on his way to. uh, Walter Reed. Blanking. Thank you. uh, To the Walter Reed Medical Center where presidents get uh, checked out. And then uh, he's there for a few hours, and then the pool reports that he left. And then uh, the White House spokeswoman says that he was there to just get a leg up on his yearly physical because he's anticipating a very busy 2020. Yes. Now,
0: the many, many weird things about this one. Yeah. It was not on his schedule.
1: No. Two.
0: He's already had a physical this year. Yes. Three. This was supposed to be part one of a physical for next year, which is not something that happens in physicals.
1: No. Well, phase one is how he referred to it later. Not a thing. No. Plus, there's additional weird stuff. Like, every time he goes to Walter Reed, he takes a helicopter, and this time he took a, you know, a limo, motorcade situation, which is a detail that I can't shake, but is weird.
0: Yeah, and there's something about, I've seen the footage of them being loaded into the motorcade, and they do seem to be in kind of a hurry. Yeah. And at one point, they said his, like, his shirt was open, you know, like, so it sounds crazy when you start talk like that. But the fact is that he didn't just... There's no way he just decided to dash over unannounced to have part one of next year's physical Walter Reed in, uh, late on a Saturday evening.
1: It, it Well, midday. It was like two well, in the afternoon or something. Oh, I but, thought it was later but, in the day, but still. No, it was like the middle of the day, which is equally weird because like... You're just hanging out, and eventually you're like, oh, I'm kind of bored. You know what? Let's go do some blood work. Sounds cool.
0: On a Saturday. Like it doesn't...
1: Yeah. On a Saturday. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Here's a mystery that we can solve, though, Maureen. Oh? Dojo had a book come out this past week, and it hit number one... On the New York Times bestseller list, but it has a little dagger next to its number. Mm-hmm. I'm not even. I'm not even saying this in a way that is metaphorical. There is printed next in the New York Times, next to his book listing, is a very tiny black like
0: a little, yeah a little pointed wing thing of a cross. Dagger.
1: Yeah, that means something, Maureen Johnson. You are a New York Times best-selling author. Can you explain mm-hmm. to me what the dagger means? It means
0: that there's something slightly suspicious about the sales. And the New York Times, okay. Yes, I have hit the list. And technically, I've even hit number one on the list. Where a short story I wrote with... Um, yeah, you have. With yeah, it, you with, have. I was a short story collection I wrote with a group, though. But I've, I've been on the list and the list is the it's a um it's bullshit but it's also very important the list isn't as many people think a, a an indication of who sold the most books overall
1: because yeah. those
0: numbers are actually very difficult to get if not impossible certainly from the outside um because there's a service called bookscan which has some numbers, but not all of them. It depends right. on what, uh, they only get data from some outlets. The New York Times is based on an algorithm. It's, it relates to books sold at what are called reporting stores. <clears throat> books that, uh, bookstores that report to the New York Times, no one's supposed to know what they are. It tends to be where you get sent on tour, but no one's <laughs> supposed to know. <laughs> Oops, sorry about that. That was me hitting the microphone with a glass of water because my throat was very dry, <laughs> and I because
1: it's almost it's because it's almost eleven o'clock New York time now.
0: So, uh, when you have too many books going out of a uh, of a of a store or an outlet of some kind, it starts to look like someone has bulk ordered on purpose to hit the list, mm. and. For example, I once sold a very large quantity. I did a th- promotion with a local bookstore where I did advance orders out of one store and I signed all the books and all these books went out of the store and so my numbers weren't counted, I think, or those numbers weren't counted from that store. Oh, okay. It was, it was too many coming out of that store. That was what I was told. But I, that if they're like, eh, there's too many like, Nobody went in and wanted to buy 10,000 copies of your book from, you know. Right. This. So, if they see that too many books are coming out of certain places, they may say, this looks hinky to us. But they're saying, like, the numbers are... We have certain numbers in front of us, but the pattern is suspicious because that is a thing that happened, that people may try people try to game their way on the list, and some people, if they're very rich, may go and try to buy up books right you know and you know put out a hundred thousand dollars or whatever to to become a bestseller more than that,
1: and then you get you get the dagger
0: mhm yeah Do they ever remove
1: people afterwards? I think they have. I
0: think that they, maybe they might, they might remove people, but basically for an investment of say, all right, let's say, say your book costs $20, $25 and you need to sell, eh, you know what, the actual sales will count for some of that, but say you have to buy up 50,000 copies of that at about $25 a piece. That's what a million? Is that right?
1: No. I I I've no math abilities anymore.
0: But that's I have very about few the in- to begin with. Certainly if anybody invested a million dollars into book sales, they would get enough book sales to get on the list. Oh, definitely. And
1: it's always surprising to me just how few books you have to sell to show up on bestseller lists.
0: Oh. Yeah, it can be, depending, it's all, people have very good senses of which weeks are going to be better than other weeks, Um, because certain weeks to turn up on, and there's many lists, there's adult nonfiction, adult fiction, like there's a lot of lists. So some lists, it might be like a thousand books, and to crack the top of one of the bigger ones might be like a hundred thousand books. So the number I've been hearing for him is like 70, but I don't know what number that is, if it's a book scan or what. So the long and the short of it is, it certainly sounds like there were a bunch of um, suspicious book sales and there's those stories that the RNC bought a a lot of them and maybe there were like campaign funds used for it, but yeah.
1: Mm. It's a lot of publishing insider baseball. Wouldn't expect something sketchy to happen around dojo and i wouldn't
0: i wouldn't expect his father to invest any money in that so it's got to be somebody else
1: he did actually tweet about the book which i was surprised
0: donald is not going to spend a million dollars to make dojo feel no
1: no no i i could see somebody pitching him not on it'll make dojo feel good but it will put it will put his book on the failing New York times bestseller list. And that Mm -hmm. maybe, but then I think it would loop back to him not ever wanting to make his son feel loved. So So, he wouldn't do it. Somebody did it. Somebody did it.
0: Dan, but what's your theory on the medical thing? What do you think it was?
1: I don't, I, I, I mean, he has not had a good week. Right. Gotta be just, but, got,
0: I mean, it's got to be chest pains, right?
1: I don't know. I don't know. The longer this dude manages to m- handle himself, the more I b- subscribe to his uh, Humans are a Battery, and the less exercise you do, the longer you'll live. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, it could be something. I. The idea that it was nothing and he was simply bored and they wanted to get to jump on a physical feels like the world's most hilarious cover story. After that, though, I don't know. I mean, he was seen at the hospital walking around and had a visit with like a a vet. So it wasn't that. Also, that night, Maureen, at the White House, he hosted a screening of the Joker movie. No, I didn't. He did. <laughs> so it's not like he was not up and around. You know, he was not like and he was seen going into the limo and he was seen coming out of the limo. So it's not like there, there was like, you know, they were wheeling a gurney into a limo or anything like it's not. I don't I mean, I guess chest pains is the thing that it has at least been kind of mentioned.
0: It makes, well, because it makes sense. And they do have things in the White House to handle, I guess, emergent situations. Oh, without a doubt. So yeah, if he had to go and, what I one thing I read was that that's basically where you go when you need to see a specialist. Right. So it wasn't that, you know, if, you, if something happens and you need emergent care, they can do most of it there. But if you actually need someone to kind of come and, and check you out for something then they would take him over to walter reed which is what happened yeah. and he's a guy who's currently going through an impeachment hearing and is finally being busted for all these crimes and they're going to get his tax returns and his friend stupid friend is being indicted and his other friend is going to jail and like and he all he does is he buckets of fried chicken all the time and Right. sit and, and rage tweet well then yeah I guess being seems like a really logical conclusion
1: I mean I'm just writing about this shit and I feel like I'm dying well, so yeah it tracks
0: it's gotta be right
1: uh, I don't want to be was... one of these
0: conspiracy people but like it's not even a conspiracy because it's they just lie to us all the time and this is just a really obvious dumb thing <laughs>
1: I mean, that's the other part of it, right? Like, you lie enough and there's literally no amount of truth that's possible that feels not like just another lie.
0: It's like Prince Prince Andrew saying, I couldn't have done it because I didn't sweat in the 90s. (laughs) All these large fail sons.
1: All these large fail sons. Ah, uh, it's just that it never stops, Maureen. It's almost like wealth and
0: privilege turns you into a real fucknut. Yeah, sounds
1: right. Checks out.
0: You know what I saw on the internet yesterday, Dan?
1: Mm, a cute puppy. No. A cute kitten.
0: Dan. I saw an $1,100 Jenga set. What? I was looking up Jenga for something. And it somehow got a link to Saks Fifth Avenue, which has an $1,100 Jenga set that is of a nice type of wood that has a word written along the side of it, the name of the brand of the maker. It's $1,100. It's $1,100 for blocks of wood, Dan. The two dollar game, eleven hundred dollars, because it, 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 it it's literally indistinguishable from a five dollar Jenga set. You could not tell them apart, and I thought this is really something, isn't it? This is us.
1: It is. Ah, uh, it is. But there's a little part. Of our ima- collective imagined mind, Maureen. The town of says whovia, Where we all live away from this bullshit. And you get there by joining our Patreon at patreon.com/slash says who. Town watch supporters. That is supporters at five dollars and up. Uh you will be getting another says who this week. Because tomorrow, Maureen Johnson, is not only another day with three people testifying, morning shit and afternoon shit, but the Democratic debate is tomorrow night. No. And no. I... <laughs> no. There's no fucking way, Dan. Dan, I'm not doing it.
0: I'm not doing it. I'm not.
1: Uh, well, maybe... Nope Maybe Town Watch, there'll be a debate reaction Uh, episode. No, maybe there won't
0: No, I'm not doing it. I'm not (laughs) joking. I'm not doing it.
1: No. (laughs) No. All right, Town Watch, there won't be.
0: Dan, it is 11 (laughs) o'clock. I don't know anything anymore. What you are proposing. Uh is that this episode, which we will are still recording at 11 p.m., and you have to still edit and put up, and then you're going to get up tomorrow and watch three more sets of hearings like today or three more people in hearings, and then it's going to go directly and probably overlap with the Democratic debate, which you're then going to watch all goddamn night, and then having had no breaks from 9 a.m. to 11 p.m. solid of this shit, <laughs> You are then going to write up during this impeachment.fyi and send it out to thousands of people. And then, having absorbed all of this content till 11 p.m., written up impeachment.fyi, you are then suggesting that we sit down and record our reactions to said debate.
1: There are in the morning,
0: (laughs) Dan, there are not enough hours. In the morning, you're going to be watching Testimony Oh, you're right.
1: There's Testimony again on Thursday morning. You're right. Okay, Town Watch. Sorry. That's not going to (laughs) happen.
0: I mean, we might have another one for you, (laughs) but that's not going to be it. I'm not watching those goddamn debates, Dan. No, I'm not doing Uh, it. You
1: know what? You are 100% correct. But can we talk about something joyous for a minute? Yes. Okay, there we go. I didn't want to talk about something joyous. If you wanted to stay in the shit, no. A few weeks ago, when we celebrated one year of our Patreon, we announced uh, gifts for uh, continuing support for four months of support uh, at at various tiers, and the first tier was a, a another sticker if you supported at two dollars or up, uh, and we sent out. Uh, a few weeks ago, we sent out 300 plus of those stickers to everyone. So I hope you are enjoying them. But if you have been supporting at the $10 and up level, which is a real significant support, we said we were getting a map of whovia made. And Maureen Johnson, this week we have been getting some preliminary sketches from the artist of the various locales on this map. And they have been a joy to receive. Yes. They have yeah. been amazing. I don't wanna I don't wanna reveal too much. When
0: we'll show we some it?
1: sketches on Patreon soon.
0: When do we see the final?
1: Uh she still has so there will be uh, I guess we could talk about the contours of this. So there are going to be eight main like icons, landmarks on the map. Uh, that she will be drawing. Uh, and then there's then there's the map itself. At this point, we have approved the basic layout of the map, and now she is sending over sketches of the various landmarks. We've seen four of them, four still to come, uh, at which point, once we've finalized what all those look like, there's a, it's often little tweaks here and there, uh, then she will actually make the map in black and white. We will then approve uh that that and then she will go through some color testing and things like that the goal is that it will be done sometime in uh early december and then we'll print it up and mail it out but it is good beautiful
0: it's a really good
1: it is really good there's so many wonderful little things in it. And I cannot wait for you to see it. If you are supporting at $10 or if you want to upgrade to $10, four months, will get you there uh, and get that map to you. It is amazing. And we are just beginning work at the $25 and up level. We will be putting together coping boxes for you. And we just started planning that and they are going to be something special.
0: Yeah. Dan's excited. He's, he's got, Whenever you give, see, just let him go for even a minute. He's like, what if I bought this machine and made these? It's true. I'm like, Dan, should you do that? And he's like, I don't know, probably not. I've already bought it. It's here and I'm <laughs> setting it up.
1: I haven't actually bought that machine yet. But we could customize a lot of things if we had that machine, is all I'm saying.
0: That See, the Dan approaches. I may Dan says I'm going to think about this and then an hour later you get a 15-page Google Doc with <laughs> pictures of machines to buy. And mine is the... uh mine is the uh yeah, I gonna I'm going to answer you, Dan. Don't worry. I'll uh I'll get right on that, Dan.
1: The best part to me about that document is the section that is titled Weird shit we could import from China and then a whole series of things that we could get manufactured for us in like beyond and uh and then shipped over here
0: yep oh dan
1: anyway lots of great things for you at patreon at patreon.com slash says who sign up and you will get great things in the mail
0: remember that time you had a little idea dan i'll just do this website just make a little
1: update Uh, yeah i do you know it's a funny thing because it is actually a project that i like a lot but um it was a lot easier when it was like reading news reports and not watching 12 hours of testimony
0: yep so is all so is this it after this week
1: as far as we know but it can't possibly be Uh, The biggest thing that is looming on and now we have a date is on Monday. Well, there there are actually two things looming, but I think the more important one is on Monday. um, The House actually sued back in the Mueller days. Um, They sued to get White House lawyer Don McGahn to appear. And that lawsuit has been slowly working its way through the courts. And it was just heard by an appeals panel today, Um, basically the last stop before the Supreme Court. Um, And today the appeals panel said that they would have a ruling on Monday. And so not only would this have some implications on Don McGahn, there's at least an open question as to whether it would allow the house to follow up with people like john bolton who have so far said we can't comply with this subpoena because we are under orders from the white house to not comply and these are co-equal branches of government and we are getting competing uh requests and this needs to be sorted out by by the legal entity um and so it may apply to that so if that happens then it absolutely there will be testimony after thanksgiving even if it doesn't happen um bolton and his number two name charles cupperman filed a lawsuit as well and that is there's a hearing scheduled for december 10th on that so that could well draw this out into far into december but who knows did any of that make sense? I just f- had a moment where I realized, one, I haven't eaten any food in mm. 10 hours. And two, I am tired. What did I say?
0: You just went into it, Dent. You don't even know that you're doing it anymore. You You've absorbed this stuff so fully. You can just hit a button internally and start talking.
1: I legitimately don't know what I just said. Uh, it's not an act. I was like a I was in a fugue state.
0: <laughs> it was all about uh if if Don McGann could test, you know, when the what the ruling that comes on Monday and determine uh, yeah. whether or not they open oh, the floodgates of all the other people they've subpoenaed who are like, eh, we don't feel like coming in.
1: Sounds right. That's basically all I think about now. Our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Our logo was designed by Darth. We love you, Darth. Darth. We love you. You can contact us at Says Who Podcast on Twitter. You can email at Hey, that is H E Y at Says Who Podcast.com. You can join the discussion on Facebook at Slash Groups Slash Says Whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard, and it has become a thing now on the Facebook. On testimony days where there are two threads that people start. one is for people watching the testimony and one is for people not watching the testimony. So if you want to be around people doing either of those things as this testimony grinds on this week, uh, you can go to facebook dot whatever slash group slash sesuvians and uh and join in. And if not, spread the word, subscribe, please leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And you can join us next Wednesday. That is, I didn't put the date in our notes. Next Wednesday, oh, the 27th. Hey, Maureen Johnson. Day before Thanksgiving. We need to think about a Thanksgiving cast. Oh boy. We need to stick a Thanksgiving cast in the oven. Don't we? Yes, we do. Maybe we should get a foodie guest. We've done well with those.
0: Dan, don't think about
1: that right now. Keep going. Keep going. Okay. Uh, Oh, my God, Dan. Oh, yeah. Dan,
0: you didn't hit record.
1: No, I did. I'm staring at a button that says stop recording. Thank God. Are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah. If I hadn't hit recorded, we would not have an episode this week. (laughs) Yeah. There would not be one. I, For my basement in Chicago, I am Dan Sinker. He really is on the edge. Like, he's not well. It's not a joke. You're talking about the president, right?
0: I'm Moraine Johnson. <laughs> this has been says who? Dan, you've got to eat something and go to bed. I can't go to bed. i got to edit this episode. Dan, you got to go to bed. It's supposed to be up. They'll understand if for it's our late. European listeners in like two hours. Dan, go to bed.
1: I'm pushing through. I I don't have any time tomorrow. It's Dan. gotta happen today. Dan. It's tonight or it's never. Dan, it's just gonna
0: do it. Let this man free. Uh. You. <laughs> oh boy.